Okay, welcome back to another episode of Millennial Entrepreneur. My name's Sina, and I love following the journeys of other young entrepreneurs. And in this episode, I spoke with Yaz, the marketing pro behind her own marketing brand, Your Artwork Service. This episode is a real marketing masterclass of how to start and outline a marketing and branding strategy for your business. And we covered how Yaz originally got into digital marketing, having worked with over 200 clients, having only started around two years ago. Also, the strategies you should use when deciding which social media or marketing platforms to use to effectively gain results for your brand. And also a debate between us two over whether quality or quantity wins in the game of social media for your brand as well, which one you know reaps the best benefits for you. It's a real great episode and I really recommend staying to the very end because, it is, it, yeah, there's a lot of value in this one for sure. And it goes for every brand out there because, you know, marketing is so key to a lot of brand success. Anyway, so that brings me to this week's shout out. So in case you don't know, every week I'm giving a shout out to someone who's left a written review on Apple Podcasts as a way of saying thank you for the love and the support. I really, really appreciate it. We've been going for a year now. It was like the the, the first birthday quite, you know, I think a few days ago now. So uh, this is episode 50. So it's quite a big milestone. I think we're two, yeah, two episodes away from a year because I've been doing them every week. So yeah, massive, massively humbled and I, I can't, you know, thank the support enough. So in this week, the shout out is going to Ellie Kitty, who says best podcast ever, really interesting podcast, amazing audio quality. <laughs> Believe me, I worked on that. <laughs> and top notch conversations from a top notch bloke. That's so nice of you to say. Um, I really do appreciate it. So yeah, I'm really glad that you enjoy the podcast for sure. So if you want to feature in the next, next week's episode in the form of a shout-out, please be sure to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts and I'll give you a shout-out in the next episode as a way of saying thank you. So yeah, that is it from me. There's so much value in this episode, so please, again, stay to the very end. I know I've said it twice now, but yeah. Okay, I'll shut up now. I'll get on with the episode. Hey, Yaz, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Really good. I just want to say this is the first ever podcast I've done on video. I know it's something I've been meaning to do for a long time. I've done a few lives, but this is the first time I've done a video one. So it's a pretty big big deal, especially if it's episode, episode number 50. So yeah, it's a pretty big milestone. I'm pretty happy. I'm so honored. Thank you for inviting me on. I'm so excited to be here. No, it's my absolute pleasure. And I think, I think it's pretty fitting that it's like, you know, I've got you and you're like really good at marketing and stuff, because this is like a pretty big step for me in the marketing space, like growing the podcast brand, going on, going over video. A good first question for me to ask is, I guess, yeah, how did you get started? Like, what do you do and how did you get started in the whole marketing game? Yeah, sure. So I am a marketing professional and I also run my own marketing agency called Yaz. How I got started, it's a long story. Um, but if we go back to when I was a kid, um, I always was business minded. My dad was an entrepreneur. Um, I always had a knack for getting involved with his business ventures. Um, I knew I wasn't a typical Iranian and I wasn't going to go down that doctor or lawyer route. Um, and so I knew I wanted to pursue business. Um, so going to university, I studied management with international business. And I really took a liking to my marketing modules, the work I did um, around marketing, ads and advertising, that kind of thing, markets and consumption, just came really naturally to me. And they were the modules that I excelled in the most. Um, and alongside that, with my dad's businesses, I got involved with the marketing side, um, taught myself graphic design at the age of 16. Um, and I kind of just did that as a hobby. Um, and it was only until I graduated that I thought, oh, where do I go with a management degree? Um, because there are so many different routes you can take. Um, 
And I actually fell into working into tech um, and I slowly progressed and moved into the marketing department of a tech company, um, which is also what I do still today. Um, and as time has gone on, I've just like done online learnings and sort of taught myself different marketing skills. And then I launched a marketing business. Yeah, I mean, and how, how long ago was that where you launched the marketing business? Um, just over two years now, two and a half years. Yeah, I mean, and it's seen pretty decent growth, right? Like it's come quite a long way since for two years, I'd say, right? Yeah, so it was funny. I actually started my business um, because I had a lot of family friends um, and friends who were older running their own businesses, but they didn't really have any marketing expertise and they didn't know who to go to and they had very little budget. So naturally through my dad, they'd turn to me for marketing help and I'd help them here and there. And then I thought, you know what? I've actually got a knack for this. Um, there's a demand for it. So I might as well pursue it as a business. Um, and I'm really lucky that from those two, three clients, um, I've grown my business now and I've worked with over 260 clients today, which is amazing. Wow. That's a long, that's, that's a lot of clients in two years. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. A lot of coffee. Yeah. That's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like you were, you were voice noting me and you're like, yeah, I've literally spoken I've been on like 10 different or 20 different Zoom calls since like this morning. I was like, 20 Zoom calls? How do you fit in 20 Zoom calls? I'd actually go mental. I hate Zoom calls so much. Like, I know this is a video podcast, but I, <laughs> I hate like Zoom calls that are just like irrelevant, but they just don't really say much. You know, there's like typical corporate ones. Yeah, I do obviously in per, uh, prefer in person, but with the global pandemic, everything's virtual now. So I've learned to love Zoom. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, okay, so you first got started, I guess, with the clients from, I guess, your family friends or like from your dad, right? So like what typically what sort of stuff were you helping them out with? Um, It was mostly graphic design bits. So um, designing flyers, brochures, a lot of them were restaurant businesses or in hospitality. Um, and a lot of them actually didn't have um, the infrastructure to even have a website. Um, so I actually helped. Um, build websites from scratch for them um, with the help of my dad and I learned through him as well um, and I sort of took that on and I've educated myself through YouTube and various um, courses online. That's so cool so I guess from there you kind of learn so you went from graphic design when was the kind of step to graphic design to I guess more social media stuff that you do now? Um, I think naturally as a millennial entrepreneur, um, I've grown up in the digital age, so I know social media very well. I mean, I spend my days on Instagram, back in the day on Facebook. And so naturally I've learned to jump onto new social media apps that come into the market. Um, for example, Clubhouse is a new one that I'm loving as well. Um, and it was only over the last year maybe um, just before the global pandemic that I really started to push social media in my business um, because I saw that that digital shift for businesses was vital more than ever now than it was before. So would you say now you work more, I guess, with brands that want to prioritize their social media rather than, I guess, brands that want to socialize, uh, prioritize more, I guess, offline marketing and those sort of things? Yeah, definitely. I think there has been a massive like shift in business in general i mean for example brick and mortar businesses now um having a shop on the high street isn't enough um and i think making that shift online whether it's 
a Facebook page or an Instagram account or Twitter or a YouTube channel, I think it's so crucial to get that wider reach. Um, whereas businesses before used to rely on like door-to-door sales and word of mouth, which is how I started as well. Um, but I've seen as well growing my own business that it's so crucial um, to have that digital presence. And that's how I've grown my business and my client base as well through social media. I think a huge mistake that a lot of, I guess, brands that don't really know how the how they should take the first steps when it comes to social media, because I guess a lot of brands who have been around for a while, but then kind of they want to target a younger audience now and they kind of feel like they have to prioritize social media. A big mistake I've seen with a lot of them is that they kind of try to do every social media platform. So they try to do like Instagram, they try to do Twitter, they try to do Facebook, they try to do like even TikTok and Insta Reels and stuff. And it's like, you shouldn't do everything. You should just do the ones where your audience are. That's like a big thing. Yeah. So I guess for you, when, when a brand comes to you, who, who's like a bit lost when it comes to social media and like, you know, I want to give value to the audience as well. A lot of the brands, a lot of the people who, who are listening to this, they're probably thinking about starting a brand and they want to, they want to go to TikTok because they see it's like a growing trend at the moment. But at the end of the day, growing trend doesn't equate to your audience being there, if you see what I mean. So I guess for, for you, when brands, upcoming brands come to you, what's the first sort of steps do you take to kind of like, yeah, what do you, what do you kind of do and what do you say to them yeah you've made very valid points and it's actually something that I say to my clients on a daily basis as well don't try and do every platform out there that's not um the key or the right ingredients to being successful online um what I tend to do with my clients is really first understanding their target audience their niche um their ideal buyer persona so who is their ideal client what is their age, their demographic, location, spending habits, um, all these things, I really break it down with the client. Um, A lot of more well-established businesses, such as like small businesses, um, they already know those sort of things. So I then guide them to the right platforms that they should be on. But for the startups and the entrepreneurs looking to start a business, but don't really know where to go, that's normally the starting point that I take. Yeah, I think that's really valuable. And I, 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 yeah, that's, that's something that I'm working through at the moment, like with my, with my brand now is trying to, I guess, pinpoint the customer persona and trying to, trying to pinpoint, yes, the demographic and I guess all the sort of traits that make them who they are. So like age, spending habits, like job, uh, you know, even, even like gender. Right. But like, even beyond that, it'd be good to kind of work out more I guess what's going on in their minds so what's going on in terms of what their motivations are what their key goals are what what do they want to do in five years time like how driven they are stuff like this like what what do they like what do they dislike all of learning all of that stuff really allows you to kind of narrow down your marketing strategy to to make it more granular and to make it like more targeted yeah. so that's what I'm working through at the moment so I think for like new brands that, that sort of advice from you is, is really valuable just know your customer really but I guess from there kind of match the social media platform to that demographic yeah well it's always um something that I advise so for example if you're a fashion brand I'd probably advise you to launch on TikTok and Instagram um for those of you familiar on TikTok 
there are so many fashion brands out there that do like transformation videos, try on hauls, that kind of thing, um, behind the scenes of like producing the clothing. Um, so I think that really works well for people to buy into the brand, especially if it is in the fashion industry. Um, whereas other businesses, let's say restaurants, um, they usually tend to live on Facebook. So I do try to give those recommendations and steer them in the right way. But at the end of the day, it's the choice of the client. But as you said, don't try and do every single social media platform out there because you're, you're just going to spread yourself thin. And at the end of the day, the quality of the content you're putting out there is key. So you don't want to do everything and have poor content. You want to do less, but more. That's really good advice. That's really, really good advice. I think this is something maybe that people don't think, really think about, but for, for some businesses, it doesn't really make sense, I would say, to focus on a lot of different social media platforms because say for a restaurant, for instance, even if they grow their social media following you know, massively, uh, that doesn't like benefit because they're, because they're bound by geographical location, yeah. really. Like, So I guess for them, it, it, it is quite difficult. So there are sort of limiting factors for certain businesses. Obviously you can say like if they grow a following, then it allows them to, I guess, grow to a different location or whatever, but it's, it's a bit more slow. So I guess you have to really look at the brand itself, right? Like you have to look at, I guess, the nuances of, of that specific brand, not just their customer, but in terms of scalability, what works for them. I feel like you should come on to my team. <laughs> you're, you're, you're great with all things marketing. Um, I've just learned, I've just learned this stuff. Like I'm, I'm very new to it really. No, but you're yeah, great. Just, like, learn this stuff. You're, you're saying all the right things. Um, yeah. Geographical location definitely comes into play. Um, I think that's also one of the reasons why I don't have a box sort of package that I sell onto clients. Um, I really focus on having a personalized and tailored experience. So every client I'll sit down and pick out every single aspect of their business, um, see what works, what doesn't work, um, what's going on in the market, what competitors are doing. And I really go to that granular level because one box idea doesn't work for every brand. Every brand is different. Um, so that's something that is a big part of my business is that tailored, um, customized package. What do you see as, I guess, the most exciting social media trends or like what's what's going on in the market now that genuinely excites you as, as I guess, a person in, in, in the industry? Oh, great question. Um, to be honest, it's really funny to see the different social media platforms trying to one-up one another, um, which is definitely the case with TikTok and Instagram. So, for example, TikTok is a video-based, video and audio-based platform. Now Instagram has introduced the, that to their platform by introducing Instagram Reels. Then TikTok inst introduced Instagram Lives, which is something that um, Instagram does. So they're constantly trying to do the same thing to become the one key app in the market, sort of like monopolize the market. So um, that's something that's always interesting and great to jump on as a trend. Um, you hear marketing managers um, or marketing experts saying jump on reels on Instagram. Um, and I think the best way is to notice these shifts or changes in the market and jumping onto them, because that's what's going to blow up um, your reach and engagement. So, um, yeah, I think that answered your question. I'm not sure. Yeah, 
but I just guess I guess for like new brands or people who have who are pretty good with I guess strategy side or like starting something or I don't know product development but the marketing is, is very new to them it can be like pretty confusing right because not only is it like a very new world but it's also a very fast paced and evolving world like as you're saying you know TikTok existed well exists now but then Instagram Reels comes along and kind of you know takes a bit of market share from them and it offers like a different thing and then you got like youtube who's also introduced like short form video yeah. as well so i guess for like new brands it is a bit of a minefield at the end of the day like yeah. it is quite confusing it really is and i think that's why i said and you said as well to not try and do everything at once because it is really important to keep up to date with what's going on in the market and following these trends so um it is good to stay informed but um I mean, it, it, that that's why I think it's really important to invest in marketing as well. I think in the past, marketing was always seen as an aspect in a business um, to like cut spending on in tough times. And it wasn't actually seen as the most important part of the business. And I think it, it's still changing and people are getting used to the idea. Especially, especially organic marketing. Yeah, exactly. And... I think marketing is probably one of the key components of a business. Obviously, the product or service you're providing is really important as well. Um, but how you market it and how you go to market is so important. And yeah, like you said, with organic marketing as well, it's how you're going to get the reach and how you're going to get people to actually buy into your brand and hopefully buy your product. So um, definitely worth investing in marketing if you are a new business. Before we hit record, Yaz told me how the journey that she's taken, you know, over two years, within the first year, she was very sort of hesitant and like she was never the face of the brand. People didn't really know who she was until, you know, a year ago where she actually decided to be the face of the brand. And so I thought it'd be great to move on to see sort of the thought process behind why she decided to become the face of the brand and also what results she got from it because she outlined some really cool sort of benefits she got from being, becoming the face of the brand that you know I really want to question her on whether those sort of benefits can be reaped with other brands as well. It doesn't just have to be a marketing agency or a consultancy service you know where you are literally the face of the brand and you're literally dealing with clients you know day to day. It could be as simple as you know you're a, you're a restaurant or a food brand where you're literally the face of the brand. Like I, we had Tina uh, Tina Chen from Humanity on the podcast before, and she's very sort of her face is, is very much like involved within the brand itself, within the brand image. And so I really was interested to see what benefits she got from becoming the face of, the, of her brand, and also in what situations other brands can follow. So, like I said, I started the business because I saw there was a need um, for my services or expertise, and so. That's why I launched the business. Um, I never did it as a way um, to get my name out there or um, to develop my career. It was really just um, giving a service to someone's needs. Um, but over time, I've realized, and it's something that I tell my clients all the time, um, is that people don't buy into a product or a service. People buy into people. So, for example, even me being here today with you, I've bought into who you are as a person and your personality and your values and who you stand for. And that's why I'm here, because I want to support what you're doing, the amazing work you're doing. Um, and that's why I made that shift of um, 
focusing on a personal brand because I felt that the more people get to know who the person is behind the business and the values and what I'm trying to achieve, I'm trying to help others um, like me um, pursue their ideas. Um, I've really seen my engagement blow up. Um, I mean, in just three months, this was last year um, during the pandemic, but in three months, for example, I grew my Instagram following by 3000%, um, which is quite a big um, success for me. Um, I did have quite a low following to begin with. Yeah. Um, and I've seen that shift because people now know who I am um, and they trust in me. And I think um, that's really important. So for those of you who are scared to put yourself out there, um, I'd definitely encourage it. Yeah, I think that's such an interesting thing that you mentioned, because being the face of a brand doesn't just go for a person who started a marketing agency, right? It goes for literally every brand, yeah. like everywhere. It can go for, you know, a food brand, it can go for like a cosmetics brand, it can go for literally anything. So, and that's really interesting that you say your Instagram following like grew massively. And I guess what that, what I would attribute that to is is trust and i guess authenticity yeah. behind when when people can see a face behind something naturally people trust that brand more and people they see your values a lot more like why you started that brand like uh, what are the motivations behind it and if they are very genuine if it's not just like you know money uh you are trying to help people with a similar problem to you or like you you know you've experienced things and you want to help people then I think people are really drawn to that. And I guess like for, for businesses out there who, you know, are quite hesitant of making themselves, you know, the face of the brand, or they they really want to make themselves the face of the brand, but they don't really know how to do it in a specific way or like the correct way. What's kind of worked for you and what would you advise to them? And is it even the right step forward? Yeah, I think, I think it definitely depends on what the business is. Um, for example, restaurants not necessarily you need to push on the personal brand um but for example we're in an age where influencers are so big now um especially with fashion brands and you think people aren't actually buying clothes just because of the way it looks they're buying it because an influencer was worn or seen wearing it um so i do think that it it is really important to do but it's to know whether that suits your business and then tips on how to do it um it is really basic um really i first started by sharing more about who i was why i started what fueled me um to pursue my passion in like graphic design and marketing um how i'm helping people just sharing stories like that um i think really helps connect with your audience so for example putting that in captions um Another thing that I'm sure you've seen me do is like show up on my stories a lot, um, <laughs> which is really painful every time because I don't like being on camera. Um, but yeah, doing a quick video on my Instagram story, for example, or doing a reel, um, these sort of things, I think people get familiarized with your face and um, that does help build your personal brand. Yeah, that's really interesting. So I guess it's it's around i know we've we've discussed this on the podcast before where we had someone who's kind of grown their following on tiktok really massively and he said something very similar to you where it was it was about stories that's what people love yeah. and that storytelling behind i guess 
why you started, what value you're giving, like why, I guess, yeah, the motivations of you as an individual, you as a person, as as the face of the brand, like that really connects with people rather than, I guess, hey, everyone, we've got a sale on 20% off <laughs> and stuff like this. Like that really connects with people. And I guess the lifetime value of your consumers or of your audience, it maximizes massively because they trust you as a person. So I, yeah, I've definitely seen the results of that just from afar. And I'd love to kind of replicate that with either this, this podcast or I guess the, the new brand that I'm starting with Wing. So yeah, I really like that level of advice. Um, I think people, yeah. But how would you know if it's right for your business? Like, you, I know you said, like, you need to decide whether it's right for your business, but how do you decide if it is? Come talk to me. <laughs> um, I think it is important to get a marketing professional's opinion on it um, to maybe help steer you in the right direction. Um, but it does depend on the industry you're in, um, the product or service you're providing. Sometimes maybe you don't need to push out your own personal brand, but you collaborate with people, for example, influencers. Um, so it, it all really depends. I can't give a straight answer to that, but it, it would be worth um, speaking to someone who is a marketer um, or feel free to drop me a DM. I'll, I'd be happy to like look at your brand and give some advice. Like, how do you, I guess, find the time to do all of this stuff? Because I know you're crazy busy and like two hundred, you had like over 200 clients before. You must have quite a lot of clients now. So I guess, how do you find the time to like work with everyone? <laughs> um, <laughs> there aren't enough hours in the day. Um, but I think when you're doing something that you love, it's not an issue. Um, the passion you have fuels you and drives you. Um my hours are spread thin. Um, I don't have a lot of time, but I make the time um, because I really do build those personal connections um, with my clients and I, I want to see them win. Um, so that that's what keeps me going. And I mean, less sleep is worth it to do that. But your your so your main focus is on like I guess the last sort of segment but your your main focus is on I guess organic growth right yeah. and or more like more so to that is content creation so I guess like where yeah what what do you kind of say to brands who are like focusing on like because content at the end of the day like more of it is better would you say or like or is it more because there there is a whole battle between like quality or quantity yeah. right and to some degree I would argue and I know you you might disagree with me but to some degree I'd probably say quantity is probably better than quality within in certain things like i do blogging and i i think like if you have a baseline sort of quality the the quantity of it sort of trumps trumps the quality in that sense like spending a lot of time on that one blog or that one instagram post or that one video that you're making isn't worth it because like yeah i don't know what, what's your thought on that um I would definitely say that quality does matter when it comes to content creation uh, for your business. When looking at content, um, you want to make sure that you're creating content that builds your brand, um, that grows your brand and also sells your brand. So you really want to uh, sort of rotate um, your content creation around those three things. Um Wait, say that say that one more time so content to what were the, what were the three things <laughs> content it was to, build your brand <laughs> okay you, you try and repeat it no i can't i could i i just wanted it so it's build your brand grow your brand no i've forgotten it grow your brand and sell 
Cell your brand. Yeah. Okay. Um, cool. So something that people tend to do, which is a big no-no, is con- constantly doing that sales push, constantly trying to sell, sell, sell. Um, you don't want to do that. Um, so it's really important to rotate your content. Um, another thing I would say is to have content pillars. So if you have a look at my Instagram, um, I'm sure Fina will link it. Um, it's called at your artwork service. Um, if you look at my Instagram, for example, I rotate my content. So I create content focused on marketing. Um, so this is stuff like marketing tips and tricks. I do content around motivation. So it's like, um, for starting your own business, for entrepreneurs, that kind of thing. And then I do mindset as well. So for example, how to reset, how to set new habits, um, how to set new goals, that kind of thing. So if you know your pillars and rotate those as well, it keeps your audience engaged. That's really interesting. So I guess you you preset the pillars before, well, you set the pillars as, I guess, the foundation of your marketing strategy before you, I guess, make any content or post anything. Um, That's the ideal scenario. But if I'm being real with you, um that's something that I brought into my marketing strategy um, quite recently, to be honest. Um, and that's okay because marketing strategies evolve, um, business evolves, everything is always evolving. So you just have to make sure that you're you're evolving too with the, the changes that are happening. So if you're not doing that already, it's okay. You can start doing it now. Um, so yeah, th- those are the tips I'd give so quality is really important just going back to your point um and I know a lot of um people out there in marketing also say post five times a day and that kind of thing I mean don't try to overdo it I would probably say at least post once daily um if you really are focused on growing your following but I think nowadays a lot of people are focused on the wrong thing it's not about how many followers you have so you really need to understand for your business what you're trying to achieve because you don't need hundreds and thousands of followers to get sales if you picture 100 people in a room and you're selling to them that's a lot of people that are going to buy your product or listen to your podcast or use your service so it's really not a numbers game at all you have to know whether you're trying to grow your engagement if you're trying to grow your following um or if you're trying to make sales and then align accordingly yeah i i really love that i guess last last bit that you just mentioned i guess like it's not all about followers it depends i guess what your overall goal is and yeah i yeah i think that was really good advice and i think any question i ask will probably kind of take the shadow away take the take the light away from that so yeah, Yaz, I'd love to kind of wrap it up there. It's been such a pleasure talking to you. I think it went really quickly, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was such a pleasure having you on. And I guess like last question before I give you the chance to guess, uh, you know, bring people to your, your Instagram or whatever, what's kind of like the next step for you? Like what are the kind of goals for your marketing brand going forward? My plan going forward is just to continue to meet young entrepreneurs and hear their ideas and help grow and make their dreams a reality um i want to continue to do what i'm doing and just um hopefully impact and help more people um 
that's just the general vision I have. Um, I will be launching some other elements to my services down the line, um, but they're still in the works now. Um, yeah. That's really exciting. So how can people stay in touch with that? Stay in touch with like all the new projects that you're doing? Yeah, sure. Um, so I'm most active on Instagram. So if you're on there, feel free to give me a follow. I'd love to connect with you and drop me a DM. Please don't be shy. I love talking and meeting new people. Um, my Instagram is your artwork service. And on there, there is a link that goes to my website as well. If you're interested in my services, um, I specialize in branding, social media and web design. So anything under that umbrella, feel free to reach out. Okay, sweet. Yeah, thank you so much, Yaz. I'll link all of that in the description anyways. Uh, if, if any of you guys want to give Yaz a follow, please do because like the content is is really engaged like it's it's genuinely like it's, there's a very big variety which i really enjoy that's something that i should probably do for my one um but yeah that's another matter <laughs> but yeah thank you so much for coming on the podcast again and um yeah i, I really hope to see you soon awesome. thanks for coming on thank you so much for having me Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Millennial Entrepreneur. I really do appreciate these states at the very end of the episode. It really means a lot. This episode, actually, while you listen to it, it might be, it probably is, <laughs> um, if I've timed this correctly. It will also be on YouTube. So the, what I'm planning on doing now is that every episode that I do, it will also be on YouTube because I know a lot of you want to listen to things, you know, or want to watch them, sorry, instead of listening to them. So, yeah, it will be on YouTube, the full conversation. Um... Uh, kind of like a Joe Rogan sort of thing <laughs> um, so yeah if you if you want to also watch the podcast on YouTube the link will be in the bio uh, or description sorry and yeah please do subscribe because all the new episodes will be uh, also posted there so if you prefer to watch them you know in video content they'll all be there as well so leave a subscribe to not miss it so yeah well thanks again for watching this episode if you did enjoy please be sure to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts as a way of saying thank you I'll give you a shout out because I really do appreciate the love. So once again, thank you for listening and I'll see you in the next episode.